Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, February 11th. S&P futures are trading up seven points. That's about 22 basis points. The major European indices are up about 50 to 60 basis points. And Asia finished higher um, pretty much across the board, um, although Japan was close. So there really is not a ton of incremental news today to talk about. Um, I'm going to start kind of uh, with Monday afternoon where two you know, relatively important macro headlines across the tape, um, you know, in the final couple of hours of trading. So the San Francisco Fed chief uh, daily published a speech in which he was very explicit about, I, you know, I think um, a view on inflation that is increasingly being adopted by the rest of the Fed. I doubt you'll see other officials, including Powell today, be as explicit as she was, um, you know, but this, this whole mindset about how the Fed is attempting to shift on a secular basis, just how inflation is perceived. Um, you know, and she talked about how, after years and years um, being spent trying to drive inflation lower, or after decades spent trying to drive inflation lower, the mindset now is shifting in the opposite direction. Um, and so the Fed has this big policy review process that they're in um, the middle of conducting that is going to be out in June or July. And you're likely going to see that type of a philosophy codified in the formal Fed language and guidance, et cetera. Um, you know, so that's obviously important. And, and that's, again, that's coming out in the summer, you know, just going back to Powell today, I don't think he's going to be as explicit. Powell has expressed those sentiments, um, you know, and I, and I, and I think uh, in, in language that isn't isn't as explicit. But you know, this is certainly something where um, you know people are paying more attention to this whole concept of an average inflation target, but how you have to have some compensation on the upside given how long inflation is undershot, et cetera. So that was one important development. Um, yesterday afternoon. The other one was, you know, a Quinnipiac poll came out and for the first time showed Sanders in the lead nationally. It's the first time for a Quinnipiac. Other polls have had Sanders in the lead, but Quinnipiac is a relatively prominent um, polling agency. Um, there was another Reuters poll out after the close that also had um, Sanders in the national lead. So, you know, I think markets are welcoming of, of this Sanders surge that we've seen now for a couple of weeks. And he's likely to win New Hampshire by a, a relatively healthy margin today. Um, and I think that does make sense because of all of the probable Trump opponents, he's probably the quote unquote easiest for Trump to beat in November. Um, all that being said, I do think that whoever the nominee winds up being, you're going to see the race look relatively tight at points over the coming months. Um, you know, you can go back through history and even the 72 and 84 elections, which were blowout victories for the incumbents, um, that was not a foregone conclusion in the months leading up to those in, leading up to those elections. So if Bernie were to be the candidate, um, you know, I do think that will be times in the spring, summer and fall where the polls are going to show a very tight race and markets are going to express concern um, that Bernie could actually win the race. So I think for now, the logic is sound. Um, and I do think that Trump will, would beat Bernie probably handedly in November. But there will be points in the coming months where the markets um, are certainly going to get more nervous than they are right now. And that's probably one of the largest risks at the moment where just the kind of the consensus around, um, you know, the state of the election. 
Um, so those are kind of the two major macro developments out over um, in the last 12 hours, in my opinion. In terms of fresh news for today, there really was not much. Um, you know, you continue to see the coronavirus worries fade. So you have a lot more headlines, reports about case counts and, and the mortality rates and companies slowly resuming production. Um, but I think most people assume that you're going to see the case count peak out in the next few weeks. Um, you know, the the senior most medical advisor to the Chinese government was on the tape this morning, just a couple of hours ago, um, essentially saying that he, um, you know, the country is is seeing improvement in certain provinces and they expect the overall case count to peak out um, by the end of this month or early March. And I think that's kind of the consensus thinking. So most people have written off Q1, you're going to see a lot of headwinds on on economic data and in certain company profit reports. Um, but the assumption is that that will be ephemeral and that you'll see conditions start to normalize in Q2. So you're you know you're definitely seeing I think the market pay less attention to um, all the coronavirus noise. That was really in terms of today. The, you know that that probably that remark from um, the Chinese medical officials. The only real kind of major new macro headline. There wasn't much. On the data front, there weren't any major um, monetary headlines out since the U.S. closed yesterday. Um, and then, you know, politics also was slow with the big focus just on, uh, you know, New Hampshire today. I sent around previews and I included links to them. Today's Vile Dawn, they're up on the website. Um, I published a bunch of previews in the last few days. So there's a preview for New Hampshire. There's a preview for Powell's testimony, which takes place today and tomorrow. And then there are previews for um, some big tech earnings that are going to be taking place starting Wednesday night. So the November, the January and earnings season kicks off Wednesday night with AMAT, Cisco, NTAP, um, and then continues with NVIDIA Thursday night. And then Alibaba, which is reporting its calendar quarter um, Thursday morning, obviously will be very much in focus too. So I previews out on all of those things. Um, just running through a quick micro items today. So the big one is probably um, a report that hit last night in the Wall Street Journal that the federal judge overseeing this case by state attorney generals that are challenging Sprint Timus, the judge will approve the deal. So you're going to see um, a formal announcement today at some point. So Sprint is rallying about 60% pre-market. Deutsche Telekom is rallying in Europe. Um, so obviously, that's very positive. You are probably going to see the deal terms renegotiated, though. So a few articles are noting that um, Timus is probably going to wind up spending less money for Sprint. It's still going to be much higher than where... Um, than where uh, Sprint was trading yesterday, but certainly, um, you know, I do think that there are grounds for Timus to uh, renegotiate the price. So that's going to be kind of the next step that takes place in the next few days. Um, in terms of earnings reports, just a lot of smaller names in the U.S. last night. Um, nothing really too major to run through. Daimler was probably the big one out in Europe this morning. Um, they are cutting the dividend, although they're not cutting it by much more than people feared, and they are kind of. You know, highlighting the prospect of improved EBIT in 2020. So Daimler opened strong, although it's faded from its highs, but it's still higher on the day. Um, and then that is really it for today. Um, in terms of just you know news, like I said before, Powell's testimony before the House that starts at 10 a.m. and the New Hampshire primary. Um, hopefully, we'll get the results tonight. Although, if I was any indication, it may be a week. Um, and then on the earnings front, again, just just kind of smaller names, nothing super critical um, to really highlight, although I think ATEN is tonight and Lyft is tonight as well. Those will probably be um, in focus, although not, not really macro companies. So that is it for today. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening.